inspiration, success stories, expert advice, strategies, new ideas, and amazing conversations. Everything you need to become a great speaker. This is Oscar Santolaya, and welcome to Time to Shine. Hi, this is the final episode of the year 2020, and I have some good news for you. My new book, Rock the Tech Stage, is now out. I have written this book to help people in the tech industry, entrepreneurs, executives, technical specialists, spread their brilliant ideas and products. So please check it out. I hope you enjoy reading it, and please help me to spread the word. Find it on any bookstore or visit the website rockthetechstage.com. And now, our final guest of the year. Hello and thanks for joining. Today, as it's been almost the end of the year, 2020, we are going to talk about an always very interesting topic, talking about the fear of public speaking. And we have an amazing guest who will bring some very interesting views. So let me introduce you, Sandra Zimmer. She is a coach for public speaking, presentations, voice, accent reduction, and executive presence. Her degrees in psychology, acting, voice, esoteric philosophy, and meditation gave her the perfect background to discover how to transform the number one fear of people that people have. Sandra translated her struggles with her own fears into the Sandra Zimmer method which is a holistic mind-body-emotion system to overcome stage fright and the fear of public speaking. She coaches individuals and groups live at her company, Self-Expression Center in Houston, Texas, and virtually via video conferencing. She is the author of the book, Is Your Time to Shine? How to Overcome the Fear of Public Speaking, Develop Authentic Presence, and Speak from Your Heart. Hello, Sandra. Hello, Oscar. I'm so glad to be here today. It's great talking with you, Sandra. Very, very welcome. One of the things that came to my mind when, when we just, uh, I learned about you is that you have this book, It's Your Time to Shine. So we have something very, <laughs> very common, right? We do. And, it, and it's fabulous, I think. It's, because of that, we are already connected. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, my work is all about helping people shine when they speak. Fabulous. So please, I would like to hear first a bit of your journey to become a speaker and a coach. <laughs> yeah. Um, I never set out to be to have anything to do with public speaking. Uh, it was really the last thing I ever thought I could do. I was trained as a psychologist and an actor, and, and I was good at acting, but I wasn't great. And I wasn't great because I didn't know how to just be present on stage. I would get so afraid, so tense, so anxious. And um, eventually, I quit trying to be a professional actor. But, but then I had an experience in 1985 that transformed my experience of 
of what, well, what could be experienced between a performer and an audience. I was cast in an amateur production of Camelot, and I was playing the character Morgan Le Fay, who's sort of the evil fairy queen. Mm-hmm. I had a costume that was very flimsy. It was long yards of flowing gauzy fabric all kind <laughs> of artistically wrapped around me. Yeah. And the whole thing was held together by a belt that snapped at the waist. Well, one night in the middle of my performance in front of a couple hundred people, my belt unsnapped. And it snapped me into a state of total presence. I knew exactly what to do to handle it. I went into that state that people call the flow state. I was all of a sudden Hmm. really calm, really extremely calm and comfortable and in my body and connected really to my talent. And so my acting was in a way that I'd never experienced. It was very in the moment. And I was also really connected to the audience in a kind of palpable, spiritual way. And they were, it's like they were feeding me some kind of energy. I felt bathed in love. And this was an extraordinary experience. And it lasted the rest of that night. But then by the next morning, it was gone. And I didn't know how to get back into that state. And I wanted to. So it set me on a journey to try to figure out how, how to get back there on purpose. And it, it seems like I had the right set of experiences and training to figure out. But it seemed like everything just came to me. Ideas, insights, meditations, exercises, just all sort of happened over the next four years. And then I, I knew how to do it. And I, so I started teaching it initially to actors because... At that point, I was teaching um, beginning adult actors. But after a year or so, I started to realize that what I was doing for these people, this making them or facilitating them to become really comfortable and present on stage, it was transforming their performance. So I realized there was a bigger market, that of professionals, people who had to speak. And so this whole thing began to transform into a method to connect people to their natural abilities to express themselves authentically while they were speaking in front of groups. And even though I had no training in public speaking, I had all of this performance training and psychology training. And so it just evolved naturally. And that was 30 years ago. And Mm -hmm. since then, I have facilitated hundreds of groups and thousands of individuals Mm -hmm. to shine when they speak in front of groups to transform what I call the tension of being the center of attention Mm -hmm. so that their speaking style is authentic and based on being who they are as a person rather than who they think they should be as a speaker. And that's my story. <laughs> yes, very very interesting 
this experience you had in acting, which things went really wrong, <laughs> but you succeeded. And interestingly, you wanted to replicate such um, such control, such presence, but uh, it took it took your time, right? And so later, you 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 decoded that what do you I have did. You, what you have to do in order to. Uh, to be able to perform yourself and, of course, help other is what you do today. Super interesting story. And yes, um, the fear of public speaking is what we're going to discuss mostly today. Mm -hmm. So if you can give the, I don't know, the definition or description, so what it really is and what it what it happens, what it, what is behind it, what is inside the person. Mm -hmm. I love this question. Thank you for asking it. The, most people think that fear of public speaking is about fear of speaking in front of people. But my 30 years of coaching people who are terrified of speaking has taught me that it's not really about speaking. People know how to speak. They know what to say. They know their, their expertise. What I have discovered is that fear of public speaking is really about not being comfortable to be who you are at the center of attention, not, not feeling safe to be yourself when you are in front of other people. All of this tension, feelings, anxiety, emotions, thoughts get stirred up inside you when you become the center of attention. And For some of us, that just feels so overwhelming. We don't know what to do with all of that. It distracts us from being able to say what we know. So typically, people who have a lot of fear of public speaking are, are really good at what they do. They're, mm -hmm. they're often brilliant. It's just that the intensity inside is so strong when they become the center of attention that they can't access their deep expertise mm -hmm. so it's fear of being the center of attention it does that, which is actually something that is i, I feels that is required if you want to uh, to be a communicator if you want to be of course in on stage you you are going to be the center of the the, the center of the attention so exactly and you're going to be asked to speak right if you're good at what you do mm -hmm. As soon as you're good at what you do, they, your your bosses, your company, your organizations are going to ask you to speak about it in front of groups. Mm -hmm. And and when, what happens when you are the center of the attention? So what happened in inside your your body? Um, yeah. So what 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 happened there inside? And and then of course you you can tell us how to uh, how to calm down or succeed mm -hmm. well when we become the center of attention your your body and your brain trigger a lot of internal energy some of its chemistry and you know like cortisol and adrenaline and some of its neurotransmitters um, from triggered from the brain and the endocrine system And the body gets so stirred up that it overwhelms you. It's kind of what I just said. Mm -hmm. And 
And what happens to people is when they get that triggered, they go up into their heads. They, they instantly go up into their heads and they leave their bodies. So they become unpresent. And there's a kind of disconnect then that happens. The, their mind is going one way, the body and the feelings mm. are going another way. So they lose a sense of their grounding. They lose connection with themselves. And as I said, they're so distracted that then they can't say what they, you know, what they know about. I have developed a set of steps mm -hmm. that I guide people through that help them relax into being comfortable to be who they are in front of other people. And we do that before we ever start trying to practice or learn speaking skills. Okay. So does that make sense? Typically, public speaking is about the performance aspect of speaking. And oftentimes, the people who teach public speaking are extroverts. They're really good at speaking. It's like not a big deal for them. And they don't feel all of this stuff inside. For them, it feels exciting. But for often for introverts and, you know, for some extroverts, the intensity inside is so great that they actually can't find the words. They, they mm -hmm. say they freeze and go blank. So what I'm doing is the work that needs to happen underneath, sort of, you know, inside the body, inside the mind before they ever learn to speak. And, and what I've realized is that the people who have the most fear of speaking, the most public speaking anxiety, have the potential to be stars at speaking. I mean, I've proved this literally hundreds, maybe thousands of times now in my classes. It's always the person with the most fear the most tension, the most anxiety, who ends up, once they're comfortable in their skin and they feel present and connected at the center of attention, they turn out to be incredible speakers. They always make us go, wow, because there's so much passion. There's so much feeling up to the surface. And once they can learn to connect with that and use it to speak, mm -hmm. You can't stop them. They are, they're amazing speakers. So they have this, so there's a physical reaction they have and that is natural to, to those persons. And when they become successful, it's because they, they use that energy to exactly. their Exactly. I'm teaching them to tap into that energy mm -hmm. instead of making it wrong mm -hmm. and trying to avoid it or shut it down or yes. covering it up. We're actually going right down into it, and that's part of my Sandra Zimmer method process. And when people are allowed to, to experiment with that, to explore that in a safe environment, then they can really trigger into that flow state and, and tap into that, the energy that's underneath the anxiety. Mm -hmm. So the energy that is underneath the excitement And tell us a bit this methodology you use because you say that you um, you don't start teaching them how to speak, but how for how to deal with this with this feeling. So 
Gal- first. Yes. Yes. What? Tell us a bit the, the steps. How? What do you do with with your coaches? I'd love to do that. So there are really basically five steps to the Sandra Zimmer method, and the first step is that you have to get out of your head and into your body. Um, I call it putting energy down. Step one: put energy down, and I use a grounding meditation that is pretty amazing. It gets people out of their heads, into their bodies, and in that state, they start to feel safer, more comfortable, more in the moment. So that's the first step. The second step is to pay attention to the tension. So once people are a little more comfortable being the center of attention, then I'm asking them to turn their attention inside and pay attention to what's getting stirred up, thoughts, feelings, sensations, tensions, emotions. So instead of running away from it, we're, we're kind of diving down into it and experiencing the energy of it. And then the, the third step is to actually express it, to describe it out loud. So again, we're not trying to cover up We're just describing it out loud. So my heart is pounding. Okay. My palms are sweaty. I feel uh, choked. I'm, I'm, my knees are shaky. My gut is tight. And it's kind of magical. As soon as they describe it out loud, as soon as they express the tension, mm-hmm. then it, it's like it dissipates. Sometimes it's so fast, it just disappears. And they, they go, well, it's... It's gone. I feel, I feel okay. So then, so we've put energy down, we've turned attention in, we've paid attention to the tension, and we've expressed the tension. Now we're ready to make real connections. So that next step is to receive the flow of attention from listeners or from our audience in the group that we're working in. So I'm teaching people to use a soft eye contact Mm -hmm. to learn to take people's attention in as support instead of something that they are protecting themselves against Mm -hmm. unconsciously. And that, too, is amazing when people start making real connection. All of a sudden, they feel like we're here together. So instead of I'm up here alone talking at you, when they start feeling connection, it feels like, oh, okay, we're here together. And that feels safe. So now they're safe. They're present. Mm -hmm. They're grounded. They're in their bodies. They are connected to themselves and to their audience. Now we can start to speak. They are ready to speak. You almost can't stop them from speaking. And so to train people to speak, I'm using a very simple speech structure, story Mm -hmm. lesson point. We start by finding their stories, the stuff that's happened to them and what they learned from it, stories and lessons. And then we connect that with ideas, insights, information, the stuff they know about. So they create little talks, story, using story lesson point. And in a few minutes, they can scratch out a few ideas, throw their paper away, stand up, and deliver these most amazing little talks. They're usually 
five to 10 minutes long without a single note. And it's just pouring through them. All of that passion for what they know, what they think, what they feel, what they experienced just pours out of them. And it, it transforms their experience of what it is to be a speaker. So on, only the very last step is is speaking in uh, use, yeah really said. that's true mm -hmm. that's the easy part mm -hmm. yeah it's the any and as you say it's a um, a simple format based on stories so it's it's easy to to accomplish so well so it's very very interesting this this say, five step process um, you said the um, bringing the, the awareness that you have this feeling, feeling uh, comfortable with that feeling. And then something super interesting is the fourth one that is, um, so bringing the attention, right? Because, so bringing the attention to, to the audience, uh, mm -hmm. because that's, uh, as you say earlier, uh, the, the real fear is the fear of being the center of the attention. So intentionally you make that the, the speaker uh, becomes comfortably the center of the attention and then mm -hmm. speaking. And then speaking and teaching speaking skills is pretty easy. Once they're comfortable being who they are in front of other people, then it's easy to teach them some speech techniques. Mm -hmm. Yeah, sounds, sounds definitely very solid. Um, how long is someone takes this, this five-step process? So in, um, let's say... Good no? question. Mm -hmm. Well, I teach it in several, I have several versions. Mm -hmm. I, the, I guess the main version that I teach is an eight-week course that I do live in my center, the Self-Expression Center in mm -hmm. Houston. So I'm working with small groups live over an eight-week period. We meet for two and a half hours at a time. And... Um, then I also am beginning to do a virtual training, um, mm -hmm. just doing it in small groups virtually. And I, I haven't fully decided how long I want that class to be, whether I want it to be six or eight sessions. Mm -hmm. It's not actually that long to, to guide people through it, to transform this number one fear. Once they learn the technique and they're comfortable being who they are, they can then use that for whatever they're doing. Um, I also have a, an online video version that I spent about five years putting together. That's, that's fairly new where people can do it on their own. Mm -hmm. And that takes, you know, longer because it's in little tiny bite sizes I think it's 21 videos and workbook sessions that um, people go through on their own without me. Mm -hmm. So, so the the most common is the one you do uh, one by uh, not no one by one, but in person. Uh, so it's one eight sessions once once a week, one session per week. Yeah, once a week, and then when I do it. You know, I coach people individually over Zoom now. Mm -hmm. It, you know, I don't know. It takes whatever time it takes. It's not as easy to do it individually as it is to do it in a group. 
it's possible, but it's not as easy as doing it in a group where they have an actual group to respond to. Yeah, so, exactly. you know, the, the, the next audience, big yeah. thing for me is to do this virtually so I can take it out to the world and also probably teach other people how to facilitate mm. that. I think that's also a next big um, step for me. Yeah, absolutely. Sounds sounds like a method that others also can 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 teach. Absolutely. Excellent. Um I I often ask uh, in these interviews if if there are famous people who had had this process and how they succeeded. So do you have some some story? Well, I have a list. All right. I'm sure that, I'm sure you've done the same research that I have. There have been so many brilliant speakers, business people, politicians, singers, actors who have suffered tremendously from this, mm. I, I guess we could call it performance anxiety. Mm -hmm. Warren Buffett, Sir Richard Branson, and we have a very famous now uh, minister here in Houston, Texas named Joel Osteen, who mm -hmm was terrified and now he's you know he's global and um performing artist barbara streisand whose voice was so extraordinary she didn't perform in person for 30 years she only mm. went into the recording studio because she had so much fear of singing in front of live groups and adele who's mm -hmm. you know our contemporary um, speaking goddess. So, you know, <laughs> Laurence Olivier in the acting world, it, it's quite amazing how many people have suffered from this and then yet turned out to be so brilliant at speaking, performing, doing what they do in the world. Mm -hmm. So all of them, um, yeah, had this struggle that they, they found their way, they found their process and and they were able to to perform uh, brilliantly in, after that. Well, some of them, I don't know if they ever really found it. I don't think Thomas Jefferson spoke in public more than a, a, a couple of times. So some people found their way and some people mm. didn't. They just did what they did and... and brilliantly somehow behind the scenes yeah okay that that's correct yeah of course so, some of these persons were were not the uh, performers or speakers but well like leaders who leaders. of course they were successful or did uh, something extraordinary without speaking here's the thing that i guess inspires me or keeps me going with what i'm doing because I've been doing it a long time, over 30 years. It, so many people, that I guess the statistics are that 74% of humanity experiences some degree of, of public speaking anxiety. If you think about whether that statistic is right or not, how many people are not sharing their gift Mm. are somehow being held back or holding themselves back or not going forward who might have brilliant ideas, brilliant yes. solutions, but it's not coming forward because 
there aren't they aren't able to speak in front of groups. I'd like to make a dent in that. <laughs> That's the way I'd like to make a dent in the world to to make the whole thing about fear of public speaking not such a big deal. Exactly. And I'm sure you are you're already doing. Well, what about some some people who who have now um but still still let's say in in the beginnings of this process they are still struggling with speaking. What would you say what could be the next some step that they they could give? Some first steps. Well, I would say the most important thing is to give themselves permission to feel what they feel and to share what they are feeling with their audiences that makes so much difference when you can just say oh i feel nervous i want to do a good job for you it frees people to speak the tension almost always dissipates when you just sort of open up to your audience but traditional public speaking disallows that in traditional public speaking they say never let them see you sweat don't tell them you're nervous but for me i go like why make a joke about it but let people know that you have some intensity going on and you have something valuable to share when you do that it it frees you up and you can go ahead and speak almost immediately. Mm -hmm. And what about people who are um, are speaking from time to time already but but they have the they have also from time to time the the fear of speaking what are I know good tactics that the people should should know should um, should put in practice. Well the tactics that I use are the steps that i shared with you mm -hmm. i would say grounding learning how to ground in your body learning how to get out of your head and into your body is maybe the most valuable thing that you can learn to do however you do that i actually teach a marvelous grounding meditation and mm -hmm. i'd kind of like to share that with the world or with your listening world i i thought that what i would do is offer if people would like a copy of my grounding meditation to they can email to grounding meditation at gmail and we'll collect those and send people a link so that they can download a 14 minute grounding meditation Grounding has been such a an eye opener to me because I was so in my head, which is why I wasn't a great performer. Grounding gets you out of your head and it makes you feel really present and comfortable and calm and centered and contained. It has such a powerful immediate impact on how you experience yourself that if you can do that before you go into a meeting or a presentation or uh, any kind of speaking situation or even performing artists, it will make a significant difference. Mm -hmm. Well, it sounds, it sounds like something I would definitely like to try myself. So yeah, grounded meditation. We'll send you a link. Oh, fantastic. 
you can download it, but anybody else can email groundingmeditation at gmail. And we have to do these by hand. So you got to give us a little time, but we'll, we'll send you a link to download it. Oh, fantastic. Thank you. Sandra, could you now share with us what is your favorite quotation? Yeah, there's one that is on my website currently. Buckminster Fuller was quoted as saying something like, everyone has the perfect gift to give the world. And if each of us is freed up to give our unique gift, the world will be in total harmony. Mm -hmm. What does this mean to you? Well, my life and my work has been and is all about freeing people up to be who they are. It's, you know, it's the driver for my own life. I keep working to free myself up to allow myself to be more and more authentic, more and more of who I am. And that is what I love to do um, in terms of coaching and helping other people to free them up to, mm -hmm. to be who they authentically are so that they can give their, their gift, whatever that is, whether it's an engineer or a construction worker or a doctor or a, a software analyst, or, you know, whatever people's unique gift is, I, I want them to feel free to really give that and make a difference. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a, definitely a, a great reflection. So, Sandra, could you now um, recommend us one book in particular? Well, in terms of what has re-inspired me, reignited mm -hmm. me from that first epiphany I had of experiencing being really present and in the flow state, a few years back I read Stephen Kotler's The Rise of Superman, which really has nothing to do with public speaking, but he had a flow experience himself and got interested in it. And then he wrote this book. It's a lot about extreme athletes who go and mm. trigger into the flow state all the time, every day. Mm. But he's collected all of the stories and all of the data about, about the flow experience and And what it takes to trigger into flow, the conditions that trigger you into flow. And, and it reignited me because that's what I knew 30 years ago, mm -hmm. that, that public speaking, the fear of public speaking could actually be used to trigger into flow. So I, I recommend Stephen Kotler's book and probably anything else that he's written. Um, mm -hmm. So it's about the flow. Yes, I was. I was thinking if it's about the superhero. Yeah. <laughs> it, well, it's about getting into flow, mm -hmm. and the people who regularly get into flow, and all of the the data, the statistics about what what flow is. It 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 explained it to me. It explained what I intuitively knew. Mm. Yes. Yeah, sounds like an excellent, excellent read. Finally, could you leave us with an exercise, something practical that you would recommend us doing it regularly? A routine oh, I to guess, shine. I guess I've already done that uh, with the grounding meditation. Um, if you do that regularly, mm -hmm. it will teach you 
how to get out of your head into your body. It will teach you how to shift into being present and also having presence. If you do it regularly over a good long period of time, it will develop the power of presence. And it's a great exercise to do right before you would speak mm. um, or present or, you know, go into an important meeting. So it can be this grounding meditation. You can do it uh, in a short period of time, just a few minutes before it's your presentation. Exactly. Or, you know, mm -hmm. and sometimes you can't do it right before your presentation, which is why you need to be doing it regularly mm. as a ritual. Uh, you know, adding it to whatever your daily practice is, whether it's physical exercise or meditation or prayer, it's a great addition to getting yourself ready to to be powerful throughout your day. Absolutely. More reasons to do the grounding meditation. Well, thanks a lot, Sandra. Thanks a lot for sharing your story, this very interesting epiphany you have in when you were acting and how that led you to become uh, a coach, mostly about <laughs> the field of speaking. Uh, super interesting, the methodology. Uh, so thanks a lot for, for everything. Uh, please, uh, for people who are listening to this, uh, what are the ways to uh, to learn more about, uh, about you and get in touch? Thank you. Um, for If people are interested in live or virtual coaching, They can visit my website, my company website, which is selfexpression.com with a hyphen. So self-expression.com. For the online video training, they can visit sandrazimmermethod.com. And of course, the book, It's Your Time to Shine, is at Amazon. It's your time to shine. Mm -hmm. fantastic fantastic way to end this interview again thanks a lot sandra for sharing all this with you and with us and all the best thank you so much thank you for this opportunity it's been my pleasure my pleasure sandra thank you for listening to today's episode did you like it please subscribe to our podcast in itunes stitcher or visit us at time to shine podcast.com Until next time, 